Hey, whatever. You are now tuned in to the Growing Gardenias podcast, a podcast created to bring you insight on mental wellness and self-help. Always remember you are still growing and still learning daily and you are lovely. Subscribe for weekly gems. Gardenia blessings to each of you. I'm your host, Niara Jasmine, and this is episode 33, No Means No. Welcome back to another episode of the Growing Gardenias podcast. So today's shout out goes to Jolie, who is my guest. Say hello. Hey, everyone. Thank you for being here. So today we're going to talk about setting healthy boundaries because I did a poll on Instagram and a lot of you guys don't know how to set healthy boundaries and I'm a part of that percentage. So don't feel bad because I don't know how to set healthy boundaries either. But yeah, that's what we're going to talk about in relationships, friendships with family members and just overall. So tell us who you are. Introduce yourself. Sure. Hi, everyone. Well, first, thank you, Niara, for having me. I'm really excited. Of course. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm happy we get to do this. Um, geez, tell you about myself. I, well, we know each other through work. Yes. Um, I am doing work a lot in, um, currently anti-sexual violence, but mostly my passions are really in how we have healthy relationships and what that means and what that looks like. She's an expert. Um, (laughs) Maybe, but that means theoretically. I like how you're saying you're not sure how to set boundaries. I may know the ways. It doesn't mean I'm always the best at implementing them. This shit is hard it is um but I really like learning and learning from others um you know we teach best what we both most need to learn ourselves and so I consider myself completely in this pool of needing to be reminded and having conversations about boundaries just to be able to do it better um so I'm excited to be a part of this uh, for any other astrology queers out there you are talking to a Taurus sun Pisces <laughs> rising Scorpio moon um, so you could understand why I am always conflicted um, but here we are I'm happy to be here <laughs> I'm happy to have you here okay so let's just get right into it so first what does it even mean to set boundaries with people like what is a boundary even so that's a really great place to start (laughs) i have my own little cheat sheet here because sometimes i'm smarter in writing than out loud um boundaries sometimes for me are best defined by what they aren't rather than what they are okay um and so boundaries i think a lot of times are perceived as being like a sneaky way to control other people's behavior Mm. and that's just not what they are yeah Uh, and so i like to first start by defining them as is what they're not um so like let's cut to that chase right like the elephant in the room uh, i'm not here to control you because i set a boundary right Uh, i'm setting a boundary not to say what you can or cannot do but to tell you what it is that i need Mm -hmm. um at that point anybody after that has a decision to say i can or cannot do that yeah Uh, but it's really what is it that i needing right um so whether that boundary is i need time and space to myself Mm. i need to not talk to you for a half hour or whatever that is that is not telling you what you can or can't do it is Mm. literally saying this is what i'm needing now yeah and so that's part of what they are the thing that i think is also really important um is boundaries really explain to others how we're willing to treat ourselves yeah uh and so for instance and um, when I teach, this is a line I say, it's not always necessarily true in my mm-hmm. personal life. Um, but let's say I really didn't like to be called bitch yeah. casually. Yeah. Um, that is a really valid boundary, right? right. And so 
um, that is also telling people, I don't use that word to talk about me. Right. So I don't so want you, you can't to use, use that word to talk right. about me. Right. Uh, that is just not a privilege that I give to anybody. Yeah. I don't want to talk to myself like that. Right. And you have every right to do that. Yeah. yeah. So for that, that to me is part of it. Like it yeah. sets that limit. How am I willing to treat myself? And mm-hmm. therefore, how are you allowed to treat me too? Yeah. And I think it's important too, because it sets the tone for your relationship with other people. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I define it as, I guess, in much more simpler terms for me, it's pretty much what people can do yeah. and what they can't do. Yeah. And that's it. Just like what I'll allow, what I won't allow, yeah. behaviors, attitudes, yeah. just like you said, even simple things like that. Like, yeah. yeah. So why do you think people are so afraid or reluctant to setting boundaries with people that they care about? Like what, what's so hard about it? I love this question. Um, I could probably wax poetic about this for a while. I won't. I think at its core, the reason why it's so hard is because we first need to understand what we want and need in order to tell somebody else. Right. Uh, and I just don't think we always know that answer. Yeah. Uh, and we get mad because people are giving us things that we don't want or need, but we also don't know what to replace yeah. it with. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's easier to be really angry, I think, at the other person than yeah. it is to say, I don't know what I need right now. Um, to be accountable, kind of. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I want to be able to treat myself in the ways that I want others to treat me. But right. the truth is, I, I don't know if I always do that. Yeah. Sometimes I'm mean <laughs> to myself. Yeah. I can be hard. And so um, I want other people to be really soft. Yeah. But that doesn't always work out that yeah. way. Um, so that's the first reason. Yeah, definitely. I think that. And then, very simply, rejection. Mm-hmm. I think there's a fear of rejection. Yeah. What does it mean if somebody can't meet my needs? Right. Um, and, like, what does that do to your relationship with that person, too? Yeah. Like, where does it go? Because do you right. feel like you have to cut them off if they can't meet your needs? Or mm-hmm. how are you going to navigate the relationship if they can't meet your needs? And if yeah. they can't respect your boundaries? Which is one of the questions. So we're not going to get too into that right, right now. But also, I know for me personally, and I also want to hear your personal experience. For me, I find it difficult setting boundaries because it's just, like, awkward to have those conversations with people. Like, oh, it's kind of rubbing me the wrong way when you do this can you not do that and it's just like then it kind of like puts this like weird energy in the relationship where maybe the person might feel like they have to walk on eggshells around you and it just becomes like awkward I think with the person that's my personal reason why I find it so hard to set boundaries with people what about you (laughs) if I'm if I'm getting to be I guess in in my most honest and vulnerable I think it is because it's so vulnerable yeah um and what it does I think everybody says theoretically that they want a lot of control over their life and the decisions that they make. But Mm. the truth is, I think a lot of us don't. Yeah. (laughs) Um, To set those boundaries is to put wheels in motion in really taking control of our lives and how we're treated um, and what our relationships look like. And I think the moment... That's scary. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Terrifying. Genuinely scary to actually realize that we could have that much control over what's happening. And at least for me, I know the moments when I get the most choked up in setting that boundary or being the most vulnerable is because I am realizing that I have so much control. Yeah, like, oh, what do I do with this? It's a lot easier to throw my hands up and say, no, this is on you. You need to, or you have to, or it's so much easier to just make it seem like if some Somebody else makes this decision or does yeah. this thing everything changes for me when actually I get to turn around at any moment and say 
I'm done or I can't yeah. or it's enough or whatever. But it makes you responsible too because if something goes wrong, <laughs> yeah. at least you have you can blame the other person if something goes wrong. Right. But when it's you, it's like okay, you're responsible for yourself, yes. for your actions, for how you're feeling. Yeah. And that's a lot. It's so much. Especially and when you're not ready to hold yourself accountable for things, too. Yeah. It takes a lot. I think at its core, that boundaries take a lot of introspection. And yeah. they take a lot of courage. I mean, anytime I've set a boundary, I've done it with my heart rate up. Yeah. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't do that calm. I, yeah. may, I may be on the outside looking calm and like I know what it is yeah. that I'm doing. But I am a terrified little child right. on the inside <laughs> just being like oh my god please accept me and like yeah. fidgeting with something yeah it's setting boundaries on the one hand is sort of the escape is sort of like the fix of how we could figure out how to manage our lives and yeah. on the other hand it is awful yeah, if only it was that easy yeah I always feel guilty after yeah. I feel I feel awkward a lot like okay what now right are you still gonna be in my life Right. Am I worth that? Have the same relationship, right? Am I worth that? Right. Like, is whatever it is that I'm asking for, am I worthy of that from this person? Even if it is really simple. Even if I can go back to my really like sort of whatever example of don't use the word bitch. Don't say hey bitch, hey what? Yeah. That's really low ball. But is this per? Am I am I worth that person not doing? Am I worth that person respecting it? Right. It just becomes so core to who we are. Yeah. It's terrifying and like do it, do it every day, do it yeah. all the time. <laughs> but it's it's kind of awful. That is true. Well, thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> really hopeful, right? This is but still like honestly do it. Right. This is not you have don't to. do it. But like, I think to acknowledge that it's not fun. Yeah. And it doesn't in the moment feel liberating is really important because it doesn't. It doesn't ever get to a point where it feels liberating. Uh, I will let you know if I Yeah, because I have an experience <laughs> that I always feel kind of like dread after like, oh yeah, man, no, why I, I do that? I feel sick. I like have, I get anxious belly. Yeah. I can't really eat after I do it. I play it over in my head a hundred times. Yeah. I ask myself if I really needed to do that. Like, did I need to set that line yeah. so hard? Did I, I It would have been fine if I just did yeah. this instead. Yeah. Can I accommodate? And, Can yeah. I? And, and then you go back on the boundaries you set. Yeah. I think boundary setting is a lot easier than keeping. It is. No, it is. The maintenance. We'll get there too. Yeah, we will. We will. Okay. Just to follow up, how do you know when you need to set boundaries with someone? Like, what are some signs, some red flags? And if you guys hear any, like, tapping, she has a cat. (laughs) She's playing right now. So just... Zena wants to be heard. Yes. So let's let Zena be heard. She's... Yeah, so, like, what are some signs or red flags? So, like, for example, so I have someone who is supposed to be, like, in a mentorship position, Mm -hmm. and he was just crossing a lot of boundaries, like, just inappropriate, like, Mm -hmm. touching or, like, um, just making just comments that are just totally inappropriate. And I'm learning something from him. We're supposed to be like that. So, like, I struggled with setting boundaries because, like, the first time I noticed it, I was super uncomfortable, but I didn't say anything. And I felt like I should have said something. I didn't really see any red flags. It kind of just happened. Mm -hmm. And and then it was like, okay, maybe this was just a one-time thing. You know, it won't happen again. And then it happened again. And then it happened again. And I'm like, hmm. And I never faced I never, like, was like, oh, let me set boundaries. I just, like, stopped talking to the person. And I was like, okay, let me just avoid... Which is not the best, like, 
I always say in my other podcast episodes when you get a chance to listen to them, yeah. I'm very confrontational. But when it came to like me setting boundaries with someone who was sort of in a position of authority over me, I kind of was like a little scared child in the corner. Like, okay, I'm just going to run away instead, instead yeah. of confronting the person. So like, how do you know when it's time to like set these boundaries yeah. and like... You said a whole bunch of ways. Which <laughs> oh, is, yeah. At least I heard a whole mm-hmm. bunch of ways. I'll also note that the moment we add in power, yeah, this conversation changes. So I'm going to use your example, but I do want to have this like kind of yeah. thing on the side that what it is for maybe me to set a boundary with you mm-hmm. as a peer in many different ways yeah. is going to feel significantly different than when there is some sort of power dynamic yeah. involved. Um, the, the, the violence prevention educator in me has my red flag going yeah. up around like, well, those are a little bit different. Yeah. And so like how to have that conversation. And this, I'll, I'll hold in the scenario that like you are talking around a boss, but yeah. if you're, the question that you're really asking is how do we know? Uh, and so there's a number of different ways and I am looking at my cheat sheet here for those over. Yeah. There's, there are physical things that we can focus in on, mm-hmm. like physical experiences within our bodies mm-hmm. uh, that we can think about. There are emotional responses, uh, and then there are behavioral things as mm-hmm. well. So if we're talking at the top, I'll speak from the eye, but hopefully folks can really think of things that are also happening for yeah. them. When boundaries are being crossed for me, and a number of different things happen mm-hmm. in my body. Lots of tension. For me, immediately, I end up feeling it lower back and like hips, mm-hmm. um, shoulders. So you actually feel it physically. Physically. Oh. Now, I didn't always feel it, but it was always happening. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to actually feel what's happening yeah. in my body. And th- these are some of the physical tension. Mm-hmm. Head, neck, shoulders, a lot of jaw. Yeah. A lot of teeth clenching. um, So a lot in that general area. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm sort of in that state long enough, that will absolutely lead to some sort of headache. Yeah. Um, For me, it leads to what I call anxious belly, but Mm -hmm. I find it very difficult to eat. So if my appetite goes almost immediately or the thought of food, I can't. If I'm alone, Mm -hmm. crying can be a part of that, which I know sounds weird, but boundaries can be broken in so many different ways. Um, But if I'm alone or somehow with somebody who I would normally feel safe with or Mm -hmm. something, but like for lots of folks, crying can be a part of that or the desire, if not the actual presence, right. the knot in the throat for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a talker, y'all can tell, so, and I'll stop. <laughs> yeah. I will just like internalize in that, that yeah. sense, and that for me is physical and emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, my mouth gets very dry. There are just physical responses to what's happening to me externally, yeah. and the list can go on. Everybody's is a little bit different. Yeah. But a lot of times, even in your your example, I was even hearing like, and your body moves. So oh, as yeah. I'm, you all can't see, but <laughs> yeah. I'm watching. I didn't even you notice were, that. You were moving your body away when you were talking about this person sort of mm. touching. And I think our bodies do that naturally yeah, just when naturally, we don't yeah. want that. And so that is part of that tension. So the physical stuff. So like yeah. paying attention to our bodies is sucks and it's really important. Our bodies know a lot of times before the rest of us does yeah. what it wants, what it doesn't, what it likes, what it, what yeah. all of it. Um, Your body will literally like shut down. Yeah. Or go into like yeah. survival mode. Fight, flight, yeah. freeze. Yep. And so a lot of us end up in that freeze state. Yeah. So that idea of like, oh, I really just can't. Yeah. Is, uh, 
I freeze a lot it's when I'm just like, natural. okay, yeah. what do I do now? Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emotions, I mean, this list could go on forever, but sometimes in that emotional, what we're hearing is like shame comes up, mm-hmm. right? So then, especially when there's power, yeah. um, I think that there is significantly more shame. We know. We, yeah. we know it's usually the person with the, the smaller amount of power mm-hmm. that ends up still being blamed or that yeah. in that power, even though they have a voice, um, the volume's not turned up yeah. enough and they can't... Yeah. They they're just not going to be heard in the same way, um, which leads to things like self-blame, mm-hmm. right? So if I would have done this, right, this idea, we That's think we want control, right? Like we think we yeah. want all this, but there's this this thing that comes up, anger for sure. Yeah. Um, I end up feeling really tired. Mm-hmm. I kind of become like immediately drained and done. Yeah. I'm, then I'm like, oh, my day's over. Yeah. I, I have no more energy for work or whatever it is that I might be doing. Mm-hmm. That like sort of deep tired. Yeah. Not necessarily I need to go to sleep tired. Um, just like drain and just like uh, yeah yeah i mean some folks that leads to wanting to take that nap yeah yes um but dips in self-esteem feelings of powerlessness Mm -hmm. um and resentment for sure right if i am rolling my eyes at having to see someone they've probably crossed a boundary right uh if i'm avoiding and you even said i started to avoid those yeah. are the behavioral ones now that's we're what i'm still doing it. i was actually supposed to confront the person and then mm. i just decided like i just didn't want to and i'm i just wasn't going to yeah and i'm not mm. gonna you know that's that's a fair decision to yeah. make right like, i mean i feel like also i feel like i should just so they're aware that they're mm-hmm. a creep but also just like i don't want to have setting boundaries i don't want to have that conversation it's gonna right. be hard it's gonna be awkward i don't know how the person is gonna react i don't know if i'm gonna be in a safe situation we don't you know and i and i also my phone fell i also like experienced like when you said like um self-blame and i I, for a while i was kind of like well maybe if i said something the first time it happened then it wouldn't have continued and Mm -hmm. so it was just a lot of that too yeah we, we set up qualifications for ourselves yeah. within our own heads based on everything, everything that we've ever experienced ever, right? Like yeah. We just set up these qualifications. Well, if it was that bad, I would have done this or da 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 or that. We just, we, we create stories in our minds yeah. that end up limiting what we allow ourselves to do or what we feel capable in doing. And we don't necessarily have to, but it is scary and yeah. full of genuinely taking power and control over our lives like stepping into that power yeah. for real when we do it. I That's- was telling my friend, I have a feeling 2020 is going to make me step into my power whether I'm ready or not. And I feel that way now and I'm like, yeah. I'm not ready, I'm not ready. But I'm like being pushed Yes. I uh, I mentioned I'm a Taurus, so mm-hmm. anybody who knows that is going to not be surprised by this. I journal a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I can look back. I, I write myself these monthly letters, mm-hmm. um, which I actually find is, is a useful tool in me trying to set my boundaries because every month I'm reflecting. On, yeah. So it's monthly, not daily. Or like, Self-care tip. You heard that? Self-care yeah. tip. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> but no, there's, there is something I, in almost all of them, I was either reminding myself of the ways I needed to step into my power mm. or giving myself some kudos, even though sometimes I'd be like, I wanted to do more. But it's, it's fucking hard. I've had simultaneously one of the best and worst personal years in my life and mm. not because life was so hard. Yeah. But because I was like finally feeling my stuff and stuff into my power and doing things out of my comfort zone. That shit hits you all at once. (laughs) And it was great. I'm like, it was great. (laughs) Like, 
it was also a lot yeah. and it's and I'm gonna do it forever this work is never done there's yeah. never gonna be a day I think where I feel like I've officially stepped into my power I think now that I'm doing the work I'm all committed I guess and it's like I'm an ongoing process forever. we're gonna be at this forever yeah. we could have this conversation 50 years from yeah. now and still be like I'm trying to step yeah. into my power <laughs> and meanwhile yeah. if we heard this you know we're gonna we're gonna do better every day that's awesome and um do you have any like memorable stories you don't mind sharing about like a situation where you realize that you had to set boundaries because of any red flags you noticed or signs or anything that just like rubbed you the wrong way you're like okay no I have to nip this in the bud now or maybe not nip it right away yeah. and then it went on whatever I mean absolutely yeah uh, is the quick answer the story I knew I needed to set boundaries so this is sort of without some context but I knew I needed to when I found myself waking up and I was already kind of anticipating the, the day not being good mm-hmm. um I knew I needed to when I was more easily agitated by things that I would typically just be okay with I knew when I just didn't feel like myself somehow and, mm. and I think this has been true in a number of different ways but I also know and this is one of the the sort of behavioral things that I've, I've learned particularly about myself but I'm, I've noticed it in lots of other people mm-hmm. the more I feel the need to externally or internally for myself rationalize the behavior of somebody else mm-hmm. I, I've learned that I really need to take a step back yeah. because that's doing their emotional labor. Mm-hmm. And it's taken me a long time to understand that the more I'm thinking about why somebody behaved that way to me yeah. is the more, the, the moments in which I'm actually giving them way too much leeway. Yeah. Um, I really... Too much energy and thought. Yeah, completely. I like about myself, and I've, from what I know of you, this is true for you as well, I like to be around people that are willing to do some of that on their own. Yeah. Um, I think empathy requires some emotional labor, yeah. so I'm not saying, like, we can never do emotional labor or, like, the, you know, vend me for yeah. my emotional labor <laughs> stuff. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not leaning into that necessarily, but to some extent, I think we all do. I don't want to use words like, oh, and, but there's, there's some extent that I think we should be able to give to people. Yeah. And then I think there's these other extents. And when I find that I am spending a lot of time not considering what my needs are and what mm-hmm. my hurts are, but really focusing in on them, it's time. Yeah, it's probably well beyond time. Yeah. But that is, it's me carrying their shame, or maybe it's more like guilt. I don't know, yeah. but shame's heavy. Um, but carrying that, and I don't have to. It's hard to put it down, though. Sometimes it's really hard to actually put that down. Um, Sometimes for me, setting a boundary almost, it's not this, don't take this on. I'm just going to be real about how my shit feels. Like, you don't need to own this. (laughs) Um, But for me, sometimes setting a boundary almost feels like giving up on someone. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not that, even a little bit. Like how? Uh, To say, you know, I really, I need something that you are not giving or I need something that you are giving to completely stop um sometimes and it's completely irrational this is not a legit thing it's why it's even hard to sort of explain why it feels that way it just sometimes it feels like to say stop to say enough to say don't treat me like that Mm -hmm. is 
like not giving up the meaning that like they are giving up and thinking that they're like their own worth. Like as if I am not worth giving them enough worth yeah. rather than me saying I am worth X. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like I am taking something yeah. or giving away or saying that they're not capable of. Or yeah. It's none of that's true. That's all mine that I'm still right. working out. None of that is real. Yeah. Um, but I think the feeling of setting boundaries and setting that can feel really heavy just mm-hmm. like that yeah. in different ways. But for me, that happens to be part of it. It's almost like I'm going to hold on to their stuff for as mm-hmm. long as I can until I can't grin and bear it anymore. Um, and I probably feel like it's giving up on them because it actually feels like it's giving up on yeah. my ability. I can't do this for you anymore. And then you feel guilty about yeah, it. Yeah, it feels like I'm a failure because yeah. I can. I have to say that's not okay anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so that's probably, it's my projection, right? It's right, not me right, actually right. feeling like I'm giving up on them. It's me right. trying to... And you have every right to make that decision. Yeah. And our, our minds are tricky because it's like, we know that that's the right decision. But then it's like, our thoughts and our feelings will be like, well, maybe you didn't have to do that. Well, yeah. maybe you could have handled it this way. And it's like, no, you handle it perfectly. You handled right. it the right way. Yeah. That was in your best interest. Yeah. And then we feel bad about that. Yeah. I've been doing this. I have a question for you because I've been sure. doing this too. So you're just like, you just said the, um, you know, our minds play this trick on us. Mm-hmm. We know the right decision. I've been doing this thinking, do you think it's your mind that knows the right decision? Or do you think it's like heart and body that knows the right decision? Yeah. Is it our mind that's actually the thing that's getting in the way? Is it like the thoughts and the programming and the all of the stuff and it's actually like heart and body that's got it? Yeah, actually. Because yeah. that's what I've been landing on more I recently. Think, but Yeah, no, I agree. I think like for me, I can feel when I have to do something mm. that I don't particularly want to do. Yeah. Like you feel it. Like yes. and I'm you guys can't see me, but I'm like holding my chest <laughs> right now. Like yeah. you feel it. Yeah. But it's like then your mind, your thoughts will come into play and be like, oh well maybe. Yeah. Maybe. My, but it's like deep down inside you know what you have to do. My brain. Like that instinct, that gut feeling you My brain you know. is the devil on yeah. my shoulders. No, say. I'm concerned. My brain <laughs> is the one that is convincing me to say yes when I mean no or yeah. no when I mean yeah. yes. My brain is the to thing. To feel that guilty about having my, your best interest. Yeah. At the end of the day, my heart is never mad at me when I serve myself in in line with my own values. Yeah. Yeah. If I serve myself not in line with my own values, then I you feel also feel it, right? Then I should feel guilty. Yeah. I, should, I should. That's okay. That is a healthy response, but I don't think my heart and my body are ever upset with me when I do exactly what it is that yeah. they tell me I need. But my head, yeah, mine. Why'd you do that? You could have did it this way. It's like shut up. And my head's the one rationalizing the yeah. other person's behavior. Mm-hmm. I don't. My heart is like, no, you can love them, yeah. but that doesn't make what they're doing okay exactly, to you. And yeah. my head is like, but they're doing X, Y, and Z, yeah. and you're not good enough. My head and is you guys have me. been in this friendship or this relationship for this long. And therefore, you need to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. But my heart is like, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> my, heart, my heart is like, you are just, you just don't get it. It yeah. is okay. It is. And my body is like screaming at me in a yeah. hundred different ways from the headache to the bellyache to the anxiety this i i I get really anxious me too i call so i think i mentioned this in one of my episodes so i named my anxiety norman and norman is a fat elephant because that's how it feels when i'm anxious my chest is really tight and like 
I have trouble like breathing. So to like kind of lighten it up a little bit, I'm like, oh, here go Norman's fat ass again. That. <laughs> like, I love so that. Norman. Love but that. like Norman decides to come and start dancing yeah. and stuff, his fat self. Yeah. So I, I get super anxious. I feel really bad about not remembering where I saw this general quote. Mm -hmm. if, um, if I find it, I'll send it to you yeah, so you can yeah. post it. Um, but the quote was something along the lines of anxiety is your mind trying to make sense of a feeling that your body is having. Mm -hmm. um, and our bodies can experience feelings and experiences even after it's happened. It can mm -hmm. be because it's an anniversary. It could be yeah. our body, our bodies hold all of our stories and all of our truths mm -hmm. and everything, right? And so my body may be having some sort of physical experience or reaction, um, <laughs> but that doesn't... <laughs> Her cat is like looking at the mic and it's it's very cute. Um, it just, it doesn't necessarily mean that anything is happening in the current moment. Yeah. Um, something's happening for my body in some time or space that I'm not necessarily currently existing but that doesn't really mean that it's happening now. And what my brain is then doing is trying to understand why my body is feeling that intense thing it's feeling. Yeah. And it runs down every possible answer. And yep. that, <laughs> yeah. that is my brain needing something. Some type of logical sequence yeah, or something to make it make worst. sense. Yeah. My heart may be like, it's okay. Everything in your current time and space mm. is all right. You are safe. Everything's yeah. all right. My heart probably knows that. My body is like, what's happening? Yeah. But my heart is like, no, you're fine. And my brain is like, no, we're going to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, we're going to analyze gonna this. We're going to do everything. <laughs> yeah. And what that does is it keeps my body there. Yeah. And it makes the current time and place really bad. Yeah. And like, we don't need to do it. I do it all the time. I do, I it, do it all the time too, no. I Same. wake up in anxious states. Yeah. So like, it's happening. And also, it's so, it's silly. If I were to be able to be present in the moment, I would yeah. probably recognize that things are okay. Yeah. And if not, then that means I need to get out. Yeah, right? yeah. And like, that's boundaries. That yeah. is my body telling me what I need. Yeah. Um, and it all comes full circle in that yeah. sense. Like, yeah. it's... Our bodies tell us everything, and our minds are just like, no. Yeah, our minds are stupid. Our mind's an asshole. It's a beautiful yeah. asshole. No, seriously. Um, so that wasn't a story about. Oh yeah, anything. I was. Yeah, because I was. That like, was not a story about my <laughs> but life. But that was great. At all. That was great. <laughs> Talking about boundaries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, without. I guess saying a story, whatever. Can you think back to a time where you did have to, or like something memorable yeah. there where you did have to set some sort of boundary? How did you handle the situation? Because like with me, my technique was to complain about it to my friends mm -hmm. and then avoid the situation. And yeah. I'm probably never going to see that person ever again. So <laughs> I'm not going to run into the person. Yeah. So I'm just like avoidance. Which is not the best, but hey. It's sometimes really effective. It is what it is. Um, and it's definitely a valid way to respond to somebody not respecting boundaries. Yeah. Um, probably, I probably set the boundary more aggressively than I had to. Mm. Um, sometimes. Like in an argumentative way, you mean? Yeah. Or yeah. Um, or just using harsher language than was necessary because yeah. it felt so scary to do. Um, 
that I'm working on on being kinder when afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's a lot of like memes and stuff going around the internet. It's like I want to be kinder when I'm angry. Yeah. Um, honestly, usually my under my anger is fear. Yeah. Um, almost yeah. always, and so like if I really want to pull out the honesty there, I'm gonna say I'm trying to be kinder when I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, but my fear tends to bring out a side of me that is more. And I don't mean physically aggressive by mm-hmm. any. I just mean like I'm gonna say it in the most like clipped and direct yeah. and kind of harsh way because I'm scared and don't necessarily feel safe doing it, but I'm going to yeah. do it anyway because I want to be brave and I want to honor myself, but yeah. I'm working on doing it softer. Yeah. Um, so the how at this point is usually like some kind of, I've hit a wall and now I need to blurt out, this is my need, it's enough, it's enough. Yeah, um, when and, you've gotten to that point where it's yeah. like, okay, now you have no choice but to yeah. address it, but to say yeah. yeah, and so I'm, I'm working on doing it sooner. Yeah. I'm working on doing it softer. Yeah. Um, but if I'm being really honest, I would say when I'm setting them currently better than even, let's say, a year ago. But yeah. I think it's still probably coming across to folks as a little bit more aggressive than I would want it to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard and it's scary. It's like, how do you have that conversation, though? Yeah. Like, how do you even get into How do you even approach a situation? Do you do it in person? Do you yeah. do it on the phone? Do you do it via text? Oh, my God. Like, I know. And then it's like, do you first set a boundary (laughs) around how we're going to set boundaries? Yeah. Right? Like, Like, what type of relationship is it? What What feels Does the person even know what boundaries are? Does the person even understand why you need to have this conversation? Why you want to have this conversation? And this is why I really like days in bed not talking to people. Because talking to people is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Really, I mean, this is, this is like it. This is the crucial stuff is the, is the literal like how. Yeah. And how's the person going to react to it? And how are you going? going to react to that reaction oh my god i know and then this is where the anxiety kicks right Mm -hmm. Uh, and anxiety for me is often um, funny enough like a desire to control the future Mm -hmm. i want to know exactly how it's going to go and same um i i want to be prepared and it's it's that's one of the things i'm trying to let go like i tell myself you don't have to be in control all the time but then my head is like yes you do (laughs) yes you do but and that's the tension right on the one hand the setting of the boundary is having control yeah not setting the boundary is giving up our control right and then we we do a thing i'm putting myself in there as the Mm -hmm. we but we do the thing that you just said right this idea that somehow by not talking we are in control yeah uh and we mess with if i only do it under these circumstances it's got to do it really just saying is like i'm either i'm not ready to do that or i don't know how to do it or i don't feel worth doing it yeah Um, Me, I was just scared of how the conversation is going to go. And also, this is where like the self-blame came in too. Because I'm like, I I was uncomfortable. And I'm over there like kikiing with the person. (laughs) And I'm like, oh no, like this person probably thinks it's okay. Because I'm like laughing and I'm friendly. And and deep down I'm like, oh. Yeah. I I, uh, I I made an awkward face for reference. (laughs) (laughs) A a friend, and it was co-written, but of a friend named Mark Levin, um, we were in grad school together. Um, he wrote a theoretical paper about consent. Mm. Um, I can give you the link oh, yeah, to yeah. His, his paper as well. Um, and one of the things that I distinctly remember taking from, from this paper, and he did co-write it, I just unfortunately don't remember the other person's mm-hmm. name, um, was that 
first consent is an internal conversation well before it's an external conversation. And as a consent educator, I was like, ooh, let me really (laughs) think about this. And it was from a theoretical standpoint, but the idea really is that first I need to allow myself to know what I consent to and what I'm okay with. And I need to know that information and I need that information that my body is signaling to me Mm -hmm. to register with my very annoying, beautiful asshole of a mind. And then... I can externalize that. Mm -hmm. But it's first an internal process. So, like, that came to mind with your question Mm -hmm. and this idea of, like, first we need to to do that for ourselves and we need to know what those lines are. That's even scarier, I think, than actually confronting the person and actually having that conversation. It's like having that self-realization. Because then you start to think, like, well, what I'm asking for, do I deserve what I'm asking for? Like you said earlier, am I worthy of what I'm asking for? The answer is yes, by the way. Say that one more time. Um, The answer is yes. I will listen to this at a later date to remind myself that the answer is yes, because I will need that too. The answer (laughs) is yes. Um, At the end of the day, whatever it is that makes us feel loved, we are worthy of. Mm -hmm. That does not mean that everybody has to give it to us, and it does not mean that we are entitled to receiving it. That is also true. But we are worthy of it, and we are allowed to ask for it for it Mm -hmm. um the people that will be in our lives and will have the most fruitful rich beautiful growth whatever relationships with are the ones that will be able to meet those needs and not feel like labor exactly that it will feel comfortable exactly um it's like when you have an argument with your friend (laughs) and you know when it's like super awkward afterward for like a little bit it's like the people who are meant to be in your life, a little argument won't stop a, an entire friendship no. or won't stop an entire relationship. No. And if someone can be, I guess, if someone can go that easily, then they just weren't meant to be in your life either. And that kind of just goes back to boundaries. Because like, if you set boundaries and someone can't respect those boundaries, and just also a disclaimer, they don't have to respect those boundaries. Like They also have that right to choose not to respect the boundaries that you set, but you have that right to remove that person out of your life. And that's just is what it is. And that's the hard part too, is like, especially if it's somebody that you care about, you don't want to do that. Cause like I had a friend, I ran into him the other day in the train station. He's like, I had to cut my father off. And for a while, I didn't know how to set boundaries with him, which led to me having to cut him off. And I'm like, I don't have the answer for you right now because we're at Times Square and it's super busy, but I will address it in, in an yeah. episode. But it was just like, just having that, like that conversation. Like we don't know how to have these conversations. That much control. And like, yeah. I'm go back to it is, mm-hmm. is terrifying. It is. I know you called me an expert earlier, but like y'all can just listen to that four minutes and like <laughs> Niara just gave you everything you need. Um, it's if I need something from you mm-hmm. and I tell you this is that need, you tell me you cannot meet that need. Yeah. What that does is it puts in sports metaphors, it puts the ball back in my court. Mm-hmm. And that means that I'm the one who needs to make a decision about yeah. the relationship. Do I accept that you cannot meet that need? Mm-hmm. Am I willing to tolerate you disrespecting my boundary and I feel like knowing that's where the toxicity seeps in? But we have to there's a there's a part of us that ends up participating in, in mm-hmm. that toxicity. Because you don't when, know your worth. 
when we are the ones that say, I've told you this is what I need. Mm -hmm. You disregard that need. I continue a relationship with you. There Mm -hmm. is a moment. And now there's there's other elements that come into play, physical safety, all of the stuff that we have to deal with all the time. But there's a line within, generally speaking, healthy relationships Mm -hmm. where these types of behaviors are beginning. If the relationship ends because you state your need, then that person probably didn't really respect you. Right. The problem, I think, with going to set boundaries is that what we're actually, what we're doing is determining and figuring out and being shown for sure how much that person respects us. Right. And that's also a hard pill to swallow. (laughs) I hate finding that out. You don't want to know that. I hate finding it out. It feels so great when, yeah, it feels fucking awesome when somebody is like okay I that's no big deal that's Mm -hmm. great I can do that for you yeah and the moments in my life where I have stated a need and somebody like a knife through warm butter was just able to meet it have been some of the most profound and it can be so simple Mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to but it just makes me feel like I am royalty it makes me feel phenomenal but on the flip end of that the moment that I realize somebody that I care for and that I respect actually doesn't respect me I find so heartbreaking that hurts that I would most often, and I'm overcoming this because Mm -hmm. it is awful to put myself through, but I, for a long time, would rather not find that information out and deal with it than risk setting the boundary in order to to find out that that person doesn't respect me. To find out the truth, and then you're like, oh, damn. Because then then I have to do, I don't care what relationship we're talking about, I have to do the breaking up. Exactly. And again, that puts me in a position to to be in that much control and to say, I deserve that thing that I asked for for you so much Mm -hmm. that you don't get access to me anymore when I actually respect you in a deep way. Right. And you would do it it for that person too. Yeah. To me, it feels... It feels like a almost sometimes like a no win when when if I get it oh my god it's the best thing in the yeah. world but when I don't it doesn't feel good to me that they didn't respect and it yeah. doesn't often feel good to me to lose them yeah of course um, not of course not and so there is this tension for me of like what is what is worth it yeah. and is that relationship worth my self worth yeah. ultimately is the question yeah. I ask but the more I boil that down and realize that's the questions I'm asking of myself the less likely I'm I'm yeah. answering in favor of somebody other than me anymore i feel like i i agree with that because i remember in the past i would honestly rather not hear the truth and that's just evident in like some past relationships like purposely staying around even though and like we were talking about earlier you feel it like you feel when something isn't right you feel when you know like you set these boundaries and then then they're not like you feel these things But, like, I've had that experience, too. Like, just being in that situation where it's like, okay, ignorance is bliss. What I don't know can't hurt me. We see what we want to see. Exactly. This is... I know on the one hand, like, so many of the things that are out there right now sound like bullshit. They're like, love yourself before you can love others. Yeah. No, you can not have a deep loving relationship with yourself and be extremely capable of loving somebody Mm -hmm. else. And there is also this end that I think the more that we are willing to stand up for what we want... The, the more capable we become of loving that person because I love people more the more that they are able to genuinely meet my authentic needs. Yeah. Not, not like bullshit ones, like yeah. real ones. Uh, and then I find that they are able to love me more and more profoundly. Mm-hmm. 
um, when I allowed for that to happen. Yeah. So the more, and sometimes loving myself feels not good. I mean, we think yeah. it's going to sound like great all the time, but like, honestly, sometimes it sucks. Sometimes because I've loved myself, I want to spend the whole day alone in my room yeah. crying because to love myself that deeply also means that I now need to mourn something. Mm-hmm. You have um, to make those tough decisions that yeah, are in your sucks. best interest. They do suck. It sucks. We talk about self-care and all this stuff. Like, it is beautiful. I don't... It makes life richer, but I don't think it makes it easier. No, not at all. It's a lot of damn work. I feel like that self-awareness and just that whole idea of, like, self-care, self-love. Don't get me wrong. It is amazing. Yeah. But the work, like, I think I said recently, I didn't ask for all of this shit to happen to me, but I'm the one that has to heal. I'm the one that has to do all the work. I'm like, I didn't do this to myself, but I'm the person who has to put everything back together and do all the healing. And it's like, that shit yeah. is draining. Like, sometimes yeah. I just don't want to do it. Like, it's in, just annoying sometimes. In like one of my monthly letters, mm-hmm. going back to a self-care tip, um, I literally, at the end of it, I was like, I'm giving you permission to stop processing for a while. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. That may even be verbatim. Uh, the next two months, I didn't even write myself a letter. Yeah. I stopped. And I needed to. Yeah. I needed to allow myself not to not do work, not to just let all my bad habits come back, but to to pause and to just be for a little. Yeah. And overwhelming yeah and that was okay too yeah and none of that wasn't fun either because a lot of this work just isn't fun yeah friggin worth it do it keep doing it do more of it do it all the time um but there is and then we also have to deal with it at work too oh yeah yeah, and then we're dealing with a lot at work. Yeah. Um, I talk, this is all I talk about pretty much all day. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and all I prep to talk about and yeah. the PowerPoints that I make and remake. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but no, it's it, it's so important. I, I, one of the first things I said was we, we teach best what we mostly need to learn. Mm-hmm. And so I called me an expert at the beginning and I'm rolling my eyes over here. <laughs> um, I've had education that not everybody necessarily has access to completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also I, I read a lot you know most not literally everybody most folks can get to a library and um, there's things that we can do yeah to learn a little bit more about ourselves in the world and other people around and and a lot of what I teach is because we're not taught things like how to love we're assumed we know how yeah um we know what love is feels like mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily know all of the behaviors that go with it yeah um and the best way for me to sort of like recategorize the work I do is that I teach how to love mm-hmm. um whether that's from physical connection to anatomy and bio and yeah. like what those body parts are and how to touch <laughs> yeah. them uh, which is a part of that um but it's it's how do we do the the acts of loving uh, which includes boundary setting for sure it's yeah. an act of self-love and it's actually allowing somebody who says that they love and care for you an Mm -hmm. opportunity to do that yeah Uh, and if we take a look at boundaries as when somebody is telling us what they need as an opportunity to love them better Mm -hmm. um, instead of as an opportunity to hear that we're somehow bad um i think that reframe really valuable when we're able to do it which is not all the time but when we're able to but self-love is hard yeah because the things that we do in the name of self-love usually end up setting boundaries (laughs) like setting boundaries can ultimately lead to some type of of loss yeah and i don't know if sometimes in our line of work if we actually admit those things enough um because we need people to believe it and buy in on a one-on-one level yeah. before we can talk this deep about yeah. how these things actually work and 
So I think people get the wrong idea sometimes. Yeah. But it's just hard. It is. And do it. Do it. Hard. It's awesome. Do it. <laughs> like, do it. It, it is a lot of work, but it's work do that it. needs to be done. I like talk with people more. Yeah. My Brene Brown loving self. I mean, shame and fear and anxiety, they are things that love the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the more we talk about them, the more we usually understand, like, that's an irrational thought. That's really silly. Yeah. I don't need to be afraid about that. Get a therapist. That, too. Talk to your friends. Talk yeah. to yourself. I talk to myself all the time. That's what journaling is for me. I talk to myself yeah, all I the time. Talk to myself I just, constantly. Yeah. But, like, actually saying, like, I'm afraid to do this, mm-hmm. or I did this, and I feel really bad about yeah. it. Um, Somebody is going to be like, that was awful for you to do. You should have not done that. Maybe call you a beautiful asshole, too. But yeah. then they're also going to be like, okay, so I love you, and you're still worthy of X, Y, and right. Z. Right, yeah. Um, just validating yeah. your feelings, yeah. your irrational fears. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We need, you know, our feelings are really valid, even yeah. when they're selfish and prickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... That doesn't mean that we have the entitlement to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that distinction um, yeah. comes in. And that's true with the boundaries, too. Whatever led that person to treating you in the way in which they did, mm-hmm. the feelings they have may or may not be valid, but, like, doesn't give them that right. And right. we have the right to say no. Right. And so just to kind of backtrack, so we talked about... Um, how how we know that we need to set boundaries like within ourselves what about in other people mm-hmm. like what would be some things that we would notice in other people or is it only just us like if we feel uncomfortable then we know it's time to set boundaries is there anything in other people that we should like look out for be mindful of so in like a more generalized red yeah. flags kind of way um the boundaries piece is really individual, mm-hmm. right? So um, I may be really okay with somebody touching me on my back, and you may be like, no, don't touch me anywhere unless yeah. I've explicitly given you that permission. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the red flags are really determined on, like, on a specific some of person those. There are always things that can come up. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this is the entire time if I'm just doing like an IPV workshop, it's mm-hmm. going to sound different in terms of like what those red flags are then around boundaries I think I do an exercise um that actually I didn't really even come up with an angry therapist I don't Mm -hmm. know if you no I'm not familiar um so it's really John Kim angry therapist he has socials and a blog Mm -hmm. um uh, wrote an article where he really talks around how uh, a lot of times when we look for a partner and this could be true for whatever but we Mm -hmm. look for people who are like cute and smart and funny um which is true. Like, everybody wants somebody who's attractive to them. Yeah. doesn't have to be to everybody else. Um, we all want somebody who we could have conversation with. Mm-hmm. I don't mean intelligent in the sense of, like, you had to go to a great school. Yeah. But, like, um, someone we can talk to uh, and someone we can laugh with and that would make us laugh. Yeah. Everybody wants that. That tells me nothing about who they are. Yeah. It tells me nothing about how they behave towards me. Um, and so what... John Kim, the angry therapist, suggested in this article was to make a consideration of what are the behaviors in other people that make us feel loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a great exercise. Like your to, love language. To do. Yeah. Okay. Um, the love language guy is really homophobic. Oh, um, <laughs> I didn't know that. It, but it's such a good model. I talk yeah. about love languages all the time. I mm-hmm. just don't want to give him any of my money. Yeah. Um, but it's a fantastic model. Yeah. Um, and it's similar to that, but it's uh, those of you listening cannot see me, but I am all for 
410. So a really basic <laughs> thing that makes me feel really loved uh, is somebody that is willing to get me the stuff on the shelves that I can't reach. <laughs> um, I love that. Or yeah. like put things away up there. And yeah. I know this is like really silly, but like it's it's a thing that like makes me feel really loved and yeah. cared for that I don't have to get out the step stool or climb or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like if you have the height, that is not a, a, a big thing for you. Yeah. But for me, it's like lots of effort. Right. Um, and I know that's really silly, but... That's not silly. That could be one of those things. Like, that doesn't... Comforting. That's not under cute, smart, yeah. and funny. But that's a tiny behavior that makes me feel loved. Yeah. Like, what are those things? What are the, the behaviors in others that really make us know those things? And I think if we know what makes us feel loved, we're better equipped to understand that somebody is behaving towards us in a way that we know is not love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I want folks to figure that out for themselves. That actually doesn't um, make a lot of sense. What, what do you need yeah. before we can also figure out what we don't need, mm-hmm. right? Boundaries is not a sneaky way to tell somebody how they need to behave. Yeah. It is a way for us to say, I need to be treated this yeah. way. Um, and if you are unable to meet those needs or treat me in those ways, I need to make a decision yeah. about how I participate with you in my right. life or if you're in my life at all. And it's a way to validate how you feel too yeah. and like just your own self-worth your feelings around yourself and it's not about character right I think the coolest thing that I've figured out around boundary setting is that it allows me to see somebody not as flawed or bad or Mm -hmm. evil or not good just not compatible yeah and that changes I think the ways in which I do have conversations when I am able to be softer Mm -hmm. in my boundary setting yeah um, and I think it changes the way people may hear that breakups are breakups and people mm-hmm. respond how they respond. But yeah. at the end of the day, I don't end up saying, it's not you. I need something that you are unable to give. We've had this yeah. conversation. It's not really you. I'm, I need something mm-hmm. that is no long. That is not you're you're bad for doing this or I'm blaming for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really does allow, I think, for more ownership but yeah. again that control piece do I actually have to control right. but that that to me stands out when yeah. in something that I've learned is that it is not that somebody who cannot meet my needs is a bad person mm-hmm. it just means that we probably shouldn't be in each other's lives to that extent yeah. and if we can boundary it up and limit uh, we may still be able to exist together and yeah. have a relationship, just not to that extent, because we're not compatible. Right. We're both good humans, right. just maybe not together. Um, and that, I think, is important. Well, thank you for that. Um, so just generally speaking, I guess, how do we even begin to set healthy boundaries? <laughs> how do we set boundaries? Because we've been talking a lot about what are boundaries, yeah. how we feel about yeah. setting boundaries, but how do we actually do it and in terms of relationships friendships with your family members how do we do that especially I think also with your family members because it's like super awkward it's just awkward in general but just like for other relationships I think it could be more awkward like I would I would feel more comfortable talking about boundaries with a friend versus like my mom Mm -hmm. or like an uncle or or like a family member or someone or someone in a position of power over me yep so yeah, how do I we would set say boundaries? Start with the people you feel most safe doing it with because we need to practice. Yeah. So if you feel most comfortable with friends, start with friends, start small, mm-hmm. start with the things that feel less risky, um, for whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately with, with they they sound like if then statements to mm-hmm. me, right? Like 
Um, there's a, I'll, I'll do another sort of throw out, but the holistic um, psychologist who's um, they're on Instagram and whatever. Mm-hmm. There's one that they have, which is really great. It's like not setting a boundary. Their example is um, not a boundary. I'm not a superhero. I can't do everything. What don't you understand? Right. And that idea, yeah. like I'm not everything. I'm not a mind reader. And I've definitely said those things before, <laughs> but that's not actually setting a boundary. Right. A boundary under those, if that was something I wanted to say, might actually sound something more like, going forward, I won't be able to have dinner ready on Fridays with my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and so instead of having those explosive moments in which we were just like screaming out, I'm not everything, mm-hmm. um, actually being able to identify what the need is. Yeah. Uh, so do that work with yourself first. So you have to identify what the need is yeah. in What's order to feeling? figure out... What right, what's your feeling, is. Right. which is one thing, and mm-hmm. then what is the need associated with the feeling? Right. Um, find your words somehow. Write them out, text them to somebody, mm-hmm. practice with a friend or family member that yeah. you feel comfortable practicing with, um, but find your words, um, and then in the most concise way possible, try to share that with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that is, you know, I need to not make dinner on Tuesdays, um, figure out a way to say, I can't do that, right? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for the other person? Does that mean they need to do something different? Mm-hmm. Are you asking something of them? Um, becoming as clear as we can mm-hmm. um, to set ourselves and this other person up for success. So, like, okay, in my example with the person who was, like, a little touchy, yeah. inappropriate comments, what would a conversation with that person look like with yeah. me setting boundaries? Yeah. So the power is still there. Yeah. Um, but it could be one of those things where this can be after one time. This does mm-hmm. not need to follow a pattern. We are yeah. allowed to set a boundary because something happens once. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand folks want to take that time, see if it happens again because yeah. the conversations are really hard to do. Mm-hmm. But let's say it was one of those moments um, and hand is like on the shoulder or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Right? Like, on the butt. Oof. Yes. Uh, but again, right, to just <laughs> say, like, harassment. can you can you please remove your hand? Yeah. I am not comfortable. Right? So you're stating, I'm not comfortable very clearly. Mm-hmm. Can you please do that? Again, we are talking about a situation where there is lots of power dynamics yeah. involved. So that changes the risk element. Um, that may change how comfortable we are actually having that conversation in a moment. Um, but in any moment, if this was, let's say, without a, a power differential, mm-hmm. for say, maybe it was somebody at a bar instead of it being like that boss. Because mm-hmm. I think there's something around so it's the not, power. It's not like a boss. It's not, I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to identify. Sure, I just it's did not, that. It's you're not right. a boss. I just did that. That was me. It's like a, uh, let's say you're, like, swimming. Mm-hmm. And you're learning how to swim. Like, you're swimming instructor. Okay. Like, like, an, like somebody yeah, like a mentorship. Yeah. Still, I mean, at the end of the day, if it's, I don't want to be touched. Yeah. Right? Then the, the line is, I don't want to be touched. Yeah. Um, and finding, I don't like putting words in people's mouths, but mm. finding the most comfortable, concise way of saying, I don't want to be touched yeah. like that. Um, the clearer the better right yeah. if the, and that's the hard part it's like yeah how do I even say that like yeah I don't like when you say this to me please don't say it right and, oh, that and is, that's the way and to that's say it, it. Yeah. right like you know it's just um, having the courage to do that is like yeah oof. yeah yeah exactly right but exactly that if, if somebody were to say I'll go back to my like hey bitch example yeah um oh like thank you so much for wanting to sometimes if it's super friendly I'll sometimes mm-hmm. add in like a thank you like I'm recognizing what their intention was yeah um like oh thank you for being so playful with me yeah but actually I don't like to be called bitch yeah um you can use x y and z instead yeah right and so what that does is one it 
it'll, we don't always have to identify the intention of somebody. Mm-hmm. This is all context based. Yeah, and depends in on the person, the situation. Yeah. I may very be like, oh yeah, thanks for wanting to be playful or showing that kind of affection. Because yeah. that's what the person's trying to do. Yeah. I'm cool honoring that in a yeah. casual relationship and then also presenting that piece of, but actually don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks, yeah. but no. Uh, and also, if I want to be even more helpful, and I don't necessarily need to do this. Mm-hmm. In your circumstances, I wouldn't suggest saying you can yeah, do this what can instead. You suggest? <laughs> yeah. Right, but you know, if we're talking very friendly, yeah. um, you can call me this instead. Yeah. Um, in something where there is lots of power, or we just need to set it, we don't always need to be that kind. Yeah. Um, we're allowed to be aggressive direct. sometimes. Yeah. Do not touch me like that. Yeah. Is is completely fine. And you have the right to say that and to do. That. And I'm also yeah. telling this to myself and talking to myself <laughs> at the same time. We have the right to do that, especially it's your body, it's your space, you know. And people have to respect that. Yeah. 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 That's that's the crux of it, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what boundaries are. Mm-hmm. What are the limits of how I'm willing to let others, including myself, treat me? Right. Um, and it's that internal work, like you said, yeah. too. You have to figure out what you're okay with and yeah. what you're not okay with. Yeah. And then you have to make sure that the people who you surround yourself with also know these things. And that's the part that like people don't want to do. And I don't blame them. I don't want to do it sometimes either. Yeah, I definitely don't. Yeah. I definitely don't. I. It's a lot of work. It's exhausting. Yeah. Um, I often feel drained mm-hmm. after. In the immediate, long term, mm-hmm. I would say I benefit from it immensely. Yeah. Um, but the immediate sucks. I think also, just speaking as a black woman too, I think that like race also comes into it because it's like, Hell I yeah. don't, for me personally, like I don't like setting boundaries with certain people because then I'm going to look like the aggressive black woman, mm-hmm. the angry black girl. Oh, yep. she has attitude. She, Which is our narrative anyway. It's also that too. So yeah. it's just like, hmm, yeah, yeah, let me just... No, nothing is in a vacuum, right? I could we could talk all flower on this stuff for hours if we really (laughs) wanted to, but at the end of the day, none of this exists in a vacuum. Yeah. But also at the end of the day, we are not responsible for the behaviors of others. Yeah. And so if what I do is in the most compassionate way that I am capable of, that I have the bandwidth Mm -hmm. to do so, I set a boundary and somebody responds really poorly to that. Yeah. That's not on me. Yeah. Um, what you're bringing up, though, is that sometimes even beyond that, especially if we are talking about work where there is those power things that are involved and mm-hmm. um, we're talking like s- systemic powers, yeah. right? It, it changes because maybe that repercussion is a loss of a job. Yeah. And that's different. Um, we're not just talking only relationships and interpersonal. Yeah. Things get really messy. Yeah. Um, and so when I'm talking about risk, I mean, figure out what that risk is across the board, mm-hmm. not just those interpersonal. It's easy yeah. to say in the interpersonal, yeah. but when we really zoom out and we take yeah. in everything, um, there's a lot of risk mm-hmm. in, in or doing Or if it's this. like with a professor or something. So much. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much mm-hmm. risk, right? In, in all of that. And we need to make those considerations. Um, at the same time, anybody who has probably been brave enough for us to know their names and look up to, and plenty of those who were definitely brave enough, but we don't know their names, yeah. um, calculated that risk and still said that they were worth it. Yeah. Um, and these and that's courageous. people that have like literally changed the world. And mm-hmm. so. Um, I don't know. I can't tell you, do it anyway, under those circumstances. Yeah, it depends on what your situation is. Figure it all out. Yeah. Know those risks. Um, but just know that you are worthy you of are what worthy. it is that yeah. you're asking for, that you're acquiring. You're worthy of that. The world is mean. <laughs> yeah, the world sucks. Yeah, we're about to but go into a war. we are allowed. <laughs> but, like, we're allowed to do those things. Yeah. Um, 
And the way in which we respond to people setting boundaries and we're the one that people need something from that mm-hmm. we don't want to give is also just yeah. um, our ability to respect that rejected and all of those things that are very yeah. valid feelings. We still have to be able to stop when somebody yeah. says stop. It's like the way I think about it is like, it's not really about you. Like, if it's not your boundary, it's not about you. So, like, you can make the decision to not respect it and then face whatever repercussions will come with that. But it's not about you. Like, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your character. It has nothing to do with the relationship you have with that person. It has everything to do with the specific act or action yeah. or word or whatever that the other person is not comfortable with yep. that's it yep it's like about it's their that needs. simple here's the thing though when we are all up in our own feelings yeah. of rejection of embarrassment yeah of, of whatever is coming from being called out, called or, out yeah. or not knowing that something that felt really natural to yeah. us was crossing somebody else's somebody boundaries else's, yeah. the the shame and all of the shit that comes with somebody bringing that to our attention um, to remember that it's not about us. Yeah, that's hard I'll just to do. hold space that that's really hard. Yeah, no, um, for sure. And it's okay for that to be really hard. It's okay to a certain extent to have like your own shock reaction, maybe mm-hmm. not to be great in that initial moment. Yeah. Um, but do that self reflection. Yeah. And honor that person's need. Yeah. Figure that out in the long run because if we want to get away from our shame cycles, yeah. the more we actually honor what people want and need, the better we end up feeling about ourselves, yeah. even when we too mourn a loss. Yeah. Um, and it will be awkward. Like, Speaking, if someone calls you out for something or if someone needs um, their boundary respected that you're disrespecting, it is awkward. And you're going to feel like, oh, shit, like, I didn't even know I was, I'm sorry. Like, and it's like, kind of like, oh, damn, I feel bad. I was like, you know. Being held accountable is a privilege. Uh, What it means is that, and same with boundary setting, what it means is that the person wants to continue a relationship with you, but they can only do it under those circumstances. I feel like if you look at it too, it's like, to me, the person respects you enough to come to you about it versus like, just cut you off. Exactly. Like that's something in itself too. Like, okay, you as my friend or you as my partner, you as my family member, whatever, you're coming to me because you respect our relationship and you want to continue, like you said, you want to continue our relationship. You care about me. I care about you. So you want to make me aware of this action that I'm doing that you're not okay with. Like if you think about it in a different light. It's a privilege. Right. It's it's again, it's still awful. Versus like something is wrong with you and you're this terrible person. No. Yeah. No. No, exactly. When we are, I'm not always good at this. I'm, I'm not good at this in the moment. Um, but when I gain my perspective back, when I've settled all of my stormy feelings mm-hmm. and I am able to put that hat back on, remember yeah. that it's a privilege and remember that's not about my character, but about something that that person needs. Um, it's to respect a boundary, even if that boundary is, I can't have you in my life anymore, yeah. is to honor that person and to be in service of that person. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I think my definition of what real love is, is to not stand in the way of somebody loving themselves. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm going to genuinely love somebody, I'm going to be able to honor that need yeah. or be able to remove myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you want the best for them. Exactly. Yeah. And otherwise, what I want is what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting that want over everything else. Yeah. Um, and that's selfishness. Yeah. That is the actual selfishness. Yeah. Um, what it is that you need from somebody else, what you what you need for you and what you need to feel good in the way in which people treat you is not the selfishness. Yeah. 
the selfishness is requiring that people stay in our lives mm-hmm. when we are not good for them. Right. And requiring somebody to Ooh, accept again. what we are willing and able to give them yeah. rather than being able to give them what they um but that's humbling and yeah. it doesn't feel No, it doesn't. Um but that's that's end up where we get we get left. Yeah. The the needing isn't the selfish piece. Mm-hmm. It is requiring somebody to live without their needs. Yeah. Um, and so to, to kind of keep that both for whichever end of this we're on, um, I think it's awful to reject somebody. I think it's awful to be rejected. I yeah. think it's uncomfortable to be on either end of a boundary setting yeah. conversation. Um, I think all of this is, is hard and that we need to be allowed to do it. Yeah. Um, but we need to give that permission to ourselves before anybody else can. That's really where it starts. Yeah. So pretty much how to set boundaries the first step is literally the internal work talk to yourself figure out what you need figure out what boundaries you have to set figure out what is not working in a relationship with whoever figure out that internal stuff first before you even go out and and bring it up to some because how can you talk about what boundaries you need or what you need from someone if you don't know yeah like logically that that doesn't make any no. sense like I can't you tell have you to you know, what i need unless i can tell me first right <laughs> like need, you, you know? have to figure out the internal part first so that's yeah. the first step yeah so my next follow-up to that is after you set these boundaries how do you stay consistent because i know like some people they don't know what to do after like they don't know like if someone is upset or if someone is offended they don't know how to so they kind of like disregard what they've put in place at for the for the other person's feelings this is a whole other podcast episode (laughs) about distress tolerance Mm. um ultimately it's like figuring out how to um sit with the way our bodies feel mm-hmm. when they are uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, know that emotions, even if they last a long time, do come in waves. Mm-hmm. It will pass. Whatever that thing is that you are feeling, whatever that physical experience is, it mm-hmm. will pass. Um, and to find outlets. I was watching Grey's Anatomy not that long ago when they mm-hmm. were throwing like beanie babies up against the wall. Brilliant. Do mm. something. Um, exercise throw beanie babies against your wall pet an animal volunteer figure out what to do with the energy that you have whether it is the guilt energy from having set boundary or the guilt or shame energy from having been on the receiving end yeah um do that i know that it is okay Mm -hmm. um i'm still figuring out maintenance but ultimately i think the answers lie in distress tolerance abilities how do we sit with the uncomfortable feelings that come with being on either end of that yeah and i think too is not blaming yourself if something goes wrong or something doesn't have the outcome that you expected so let's say you set a boundary with someone and they don't want to respect it or they react to you in a combative way it's also realizing like you're not at fault someone's reactions has nothing to do with you that's on them and you kind of have to tell yourself like i am still valid in what I'm thinking and in what I'm feeling not and it doesn't depend on how this person is reacting to me and like you have to you have to you have you kind of just have to be firm with yourself to like be tough on yourself like okay this is what I said this is what I set in place this is what I'm sticking with yeah and that to me brings me back to the idea that that because I agree with you just completely and that boundaries are sort of if-then statements. Yeah. If you do X, I will respond by doing Y. Mm-hmm. Right? So not only am I letting somebody know what their need is, but I'm letting them and me yeah. 
and me know that this is the way in which I'm going to respond when they break the boundary. Yeah. This is what will happen. Not yeah. out of threat, but also so that I know what that response will yeah. be. Um, I, I think that, to me, that's just that, that's that kind of that element, right? Why are we doing it in that particular yeah. way? Um, and then, then it's up to me to hold myself accountable yeah. to what I have said. You um, have to hold yourself Now accountable. I have to hold myself accountable because if I say the next time you say, hey, bitch, yeah. I am going to correct you. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you do that again, I won't. I don't know, whatever. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll correct you. Yeah. Um, and then I don't. Yeah. Is it my fault that I didn't correct you? I mean, it's your fault for saying it. Again, right. For sure. That's your behavior. That right. is yours to own. But it's also mine to own that I didn't correct you yeah. when I said I would. That you set um, this boundary and you're not following right. up with it. I will only correct you, you know, two times. And yeah. after that, I'm not going to acknowledge you when you talk to me in that way. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, sometimes it's a learning curve. Not everything's yeah. a light switch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, this is the way in which I'll behave. And if yeah. I don't, what I'm actually letting that person know is, although I said this, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to follow through. Yeah. That provides some sort of permission, even yeah. though you've said that. I don't respect myself because I'm not respecting my brown so you don't have to respect yep. me either you don't have to respect you don't have me. to do that thing. and that's an issue which is why you have to put your foot down there's a dog barking in the background if, if that's if you guys are hearing any noise yeah just <laughs> so it's like yeah you yeah. have to you have to be firm with yourself yeah. you yeah. have to like the the way you felt live in your truth i say that all the time yeah. live in your truth live in how you're yeah. feeling because your feelings are valid yeah. it doesn't mean our behaviors are always valid right right but the way that we feel is and so Making that distinction, like, am I behaving in accordance to my own values? Right, which is a question I ask myself a lot. Me too. Like, just uh, that's kind of how I keep myself on track to, like, what would Niara do? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I do that all the time. Wow. And then, so this this also kind of just follows up. What do you do when someone doesn't respect your boundaries? Especially somebody you care about, like a family member, a close friend, a partner. What do you do? Like, do you have do you keep reminding them of what your boundary is? Do you cut them off? Because, like, my go-to answer for everything is cut people off. Like, I don't have the energy to deal with people. So I'm like, bye. That's it. I think we get to be as creative as we want to be in mm-hmm. this decision-making. Um, we can decide to accept somebody for who they are and that they will make that mistake forever. Yeah. Um, and we get to decide if that is something that we can live with or not. Mm-hmm. Like, can I accept this about that person? Um, that's a yes or no. Yeah. Um, we could change our behavior, right? I can't, I can't change you, but I can change my own behavior. Right. So that's if, the only person you have control over, by the way, people is yourself. Yeah. You don't control anyone else. You don't control anyone's feelings, their actions. You control yourself. Yeah. And so, even then, sometimes we don't. <laughs> like sometimes right. we, we're struggling with that right. too. But we get to change our own behavior. Right. So I actually don't need to inform somebody of my if-then boundary statement. Um, if I really don't want to. Yeah. Um, so if it is just that you or anybody sort of continually disrespects that same boundary mm-hmm. for me, I can decide to just not message them anymore. Yeah. Um, maybe I respond if they reach out to me, but mm-hmm. I don't reach out to them. I don't yeah. make plans. I can ghost. I can um, be cordial. Um, I can just stop sharing information yeah. with them. Um, I can completely change the nature of my relationship with somebody based off of how much information I provide to them, even mm-hmm. if they provide information to me. Yeah. Um, 
I could make a point to spend less time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it all depends on like what the nature of the relationship is to begin with. Yeah. Uh, if it's somebody within a friend group and we're like, oh, we were really close for a while. Um, I, but they have told, I asked them some, you know, I told them something in confidence and they told somebody a number of times, I may be fine with them in the large friend group. Yeah. But never share Not information in, with yeah. them again. Never be vulnerable with them again. Mm-hmm. What are the things that we can control? What yeah. behaviors can we put in place to ensure that we are safe and yeah. comfortable? Um, and so again, I can't necessarily provide all of that information. Yeah. We get to be as creative as we want. It really goes back to what that. you want. Yeah. What yeah. what is the the root of that problem? Mm-hmm. Um, is there something that you can do to change your behavior? And if there are no other options than removal of the person, I think removal of the person is completely valid. Cut them off. (laughs) Do it. Later. (laughs) Okay, so to kind of wrap things up a bit, just some, well, one, a recap of how we set healthy boundaries and what are healthy boundaries. And just any, like, overall advice tips Mm -hmm. anything that you have for people who are struggling with setting boundaries aka me (laughs) aka advice or tips just know that everybody is bad at this even the people that are all in the same boat yeah even those who seem like they're good at it i think i said earlier like every time i do it even if it looks like i'm good on the outside my heart rate is up yes um i'm having an experience inside of my own body Mm -hmm. that maybe i'm not showing outwardly yeah um as far as the steps, get to know yourself first. That's, That's the first step. Have conversations with you. Um, be open to listening to your body. And I think most people tend to only really listen to their bodies when they are, maybe when they're working out, when they are having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's like the extent of when people are actually yeah. listening and paying attention to yeah. their bodies. Um, listen more. It's telling you a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. I would gather that almost 100% of the time in my life, my body has known the boundary before my mind or my heart really was able to articulate Mm -hmm. it. Um, Listen is probably the best thing. Um, Don't ignore the feeling that you're feeling either. And I think the more we do that, the better we have control over our behaviors attached to it. Um, Start to recognize what different feelings feel like in your body. Increase your feelings, words, vocabulary. I know it sounds so silly. These are some journal prompts. Journal journal i'm a Taurus. a journal <laughs> um, but really i mean the more that we can identify what it is that we're actually feeling i think the better we could identify what need is attached to that yeah. um and ultimately boundaries is just an expression of needs yeah um your boundary may sound like do not call me that um which sounds like you cannot call me that yeah um, but i do encourage the language around boundaries to not start with the word you yeah um, don't call me that is is Important. Be assertive. Be direct. Um, it doesn't have to put something on the other person. Yeah. Um, to just say, like, I need I need the people in my life. It doesn't have to be you. Mm-hmm. I need the people in my life to not use this word around yeah. me. Um, that's allowed. That's just allowed, yeah. right? If I have a friend that has little kids and they're like, hey, can you not curse around my kid? Yeah. That's a boundary being set. Right. Um, not all boundaries are profound. Some of them Some are. are simple. Some, yeah. And so just being able to say, this is a need that I have. Um, yeah. And owning that. Owning that that's the need. And, and being accountable to ourselves. Mm. I'd say that's... The maintenance is, I think, even harder than saying the words initially. But, yeah. Um, 
and praise yourself. Uh, I will tell myself I am proud of me when I yeah. set a boundary <laughs> because it is hard. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah, and you know yeah. sometimes it's it's having rewards set up. Um, you know maybe something that we do with our own selves is like on the days that I set a boundary that was really difficult for me to set, I will do X. Mm-hmm. Um, that way we are rewarding ourselves for the, the hard work yeah. instead of just being like, oh, now I need to hide or I need to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, set up rewards for yeah. doing the good work. What if, I, this just came to mind, but what if it's like, like let's say you're setting a boundary with me and I think it's stupid or I don't agree or like as a person who's being told what boundary to respect, how do you navigate that too and still wanting to be in that person's life? Do you just, or like if it's something you mm. just don't agree with or how would that work? To me, it's kind of when negotiations Mm, start, and I know that's not really a word that we like to use with relationships, but Mm. we do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, my roommate and I might negotiate what food we're eating later, right? And I know, again, that's not the word we like to Mm -hmm. use, but any sort of back and forth is a negotiation, and so... Um, it could be like, well, if I'm willing to do this, if yeah. my boundary is flexible, it might not be. If my boundary is inflexible, it's just like, well, if you can't do that, what is? I already yeah. have that prepared if you're yeah. setting the boundary. If the person immediately says, I will never treat you that way, I cannot I cannot perform in that matter, mm-hmm. know what the outcome is yeah. before starting the conversation. Yeah. Um, so we know how to sort have of steer that. Yeah. yeah, but or say, I don't know what to do with that and I need to think about it yeah. now. But we don't need to make those decisions immediately. Um, so that's part of it we don't need to make that we yeah. could say based off this conversation i need to think more and i need to come back to you yeah um so being and you have to that right time. yeah take your time yeah. Uh, these things are just hard um yeah yeah i'd say just work really <laughs> it's work it's work for sure yeah um but rewards are important um and if you're on the receiving end and you think that something is silly check yourself <laughs> just yeah. that means you're being the problem yeah um, because imagine the amount of work it takes you to get to the point where you're verbalizing yeah. a need, of, which is vulnerable, um, and, and that person just like, to just like laugh that off. Or, yeah. Um, and if you've that would done piss that, me off. and if you've done that, I'm not saying yeah. you're a bad person, right? But maybe that means that we owe that person an apology. Mm-hmm. We owe them some sort of accountability, yeah. and based off of that behavior, and we owe it to ourselves to work on not doing it yeah. again. Well said. Thank you so much. Thank you. I guess I've had fun. I'm glad this was fun. And yes, that's all we have for you guys today. I hope this conversation was helpful. I hope it was insightful. Please leave me a rate and review. Tell your friends, tell your family about this podcast. And I will talk to you guys next week. Gardenia blessings to each of you.